Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists and patrons who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize our culture. And we're so pumped you're here. Well, folks, it is Holy Week. We're entering into the holiest days of the year. It's kind of hard for me to believe the springtime is absolutely upon us. And today, we have the privilege of hearing stories, insight, profound inspiration from singer-songwriter Chris Rinzema. Marisol sat down with him in our Nashville studio only a few weeks ago to talk about his 2020 album, Let the Ground Rest. Now, this is an album already in the hands of many of our patrons because it was featured in our spring package. And sitting down with Chris, I think for Marisol, it was a huge honor. For anybody who is out there and, and kind of into, I would call it indie Christian music, indie even worship music, Chris Renzema is one of the up-and-comings. He's one of those artists that everybody's excited about right now. I actually have no idea how Marisol pulled this off. Very exciting and a really beautiful conversation. And yeah, I often forget, like 2020, for many of us, was the hardest year in a long time. But for artists, it was a nearly impossible year. Think about it. Artists only make a living by getting on the road and selling tickets to concerts. And somehow Chris is not only continuing to make his music career work, he was even able to release an album last year when so much of the creative industry had to shut down. Pretty impressive stuff. Today, we get to hear all the stories, again, especially about his brand new project and really cool watching Marisol continue to take the helm of these interviews up there in Nashville and run with it. And as you know, I'm down here in Tampa, loving life but a little bit jealous that Marisol got to sit down with Chris Renzema. So get excited. We'll be back with Chris in just a few moments. Well, welcome to the Love Good Podcast, Chris. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having good, me. Good, good. And you live here in Nashville, correct? I do. Yeah. West side. West side of Nashville. Yeah. I have lived here for three years. Three years. Awesome. And I love Nashville. I love especially like the culture of Nashville. Mm-hmm. I love working with musicians all day. I'm realizing it's so funny because I moved here like right out of college. Yeah. And so I'm realizing like that's not a normal experience. Just like have a bunch of artist friends when you <laughs> like graduate college. Yeah. And so I'll like talk to my friends in other states and just say like, oh, well, you know, everybody like does things this way and we're not it's familiar true. with these types of people. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice how many people are. Yeah. And you're from Michigan. Is that correct? Yeah. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Awesome. Originally. Well, why don't we start by, I don't know how many of our listeners know who you are, know what you do, but I would love to just like introduce you to them. So if you want to kind of share with them, like your journey, how you started in music, kind of just who you are. For sure. Yeah. So I am from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Originally, I've came down to Nashville about five years ago now and started started writing 
kind of when I was around 18 Mm -hmm. and recorded some songs with a friend right out of high school up in a studio in Michigan. And it's crazy to think now it was kind of pre I'm I'm 25, so I'm really not old, but like it feels old to say it was like before Spotify was a big yeah. thing, which now it's like, I don't even know a world that doesn't have Spotify, but we, you know, we recorded it and it cost, you know, to us what was like a crazy, crazy number, which was like 1500 bucks, mm-hmm. you know, printed like a hundred CDs and then sold them to our friends. And it was like, all right, we did that. We did and, the thing. Yep. And then honestly didn't pursue it for a few years kind of went our separate ways and you know I went to college for a couple years and it sort of took a little bit after putting some music out to kind of realize that that was something that I actually really really loved to do Mm -hmm. and maybe wanted to try to do more than a hobby so I got basically dared by a friend to move to Nashville and moved down here and have been pursuing it since then. That's awesome. And what do you think is your favorite thing about just like the career that you've chosen? Like Hmm. who you are as a musician? Like what what do you think is your favorite thing about this path? I think definitely my favorite moment that I experienced is Hmm. like right, like the the few seconds after writing a song, Hmm. something like that. I think I've come to realize that songwriting was like budget therapy <laughs> for me for most of my life now and a lot of times I'll I'll write a song and then I'll realize after I finish it it's like oh I was I'm going through a thing or like yeah. maybe that's what I actually think about this or that and so I I love the writing process but honestly I I've, I've really grown to love all the facets of it I know that's you know very kind of peachy way to put it but as I've you know done it more and more I think I see that like the writing and recording and performing they all kind of inform each other and maybe show angles of each part in a new light and sort of recontextualize like why you do what you do and why you like it and I think a lot of people don't realize how much goes in to each facet of being a musician. Like I was talking to someone the other day, like you don't realize that when you're a musician, you're also like a small business owner. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I didn't expect that. (laughs) You're also, you have to make all these decisions about your career. Like you don't have any, a boss telling Mm -hmm. you like, do this, do that. Like you obviously have like mentors and management and all of that, but Mm -hmm. like you do like, I mean, ideally like call the shots. Totally. And that also involves a lot of like money things that you like don't think about. (laughs) Yeah, I was definitely not like made to be an entrepreneur. Uh, so stumbling into that is, you know, I, I've grown to really like it a lot, but I definitely am not maybe like the most natural business person. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny. You, you get a lot more than you bargain for when something that is like a, a hobby or just like a passion or an outlet becomes your job yeah it's like the best job but mm-hmm. also a lot of of new you know kind of angles on a thing where when you started it was just playing guitar in your bedroom and now it's you know yeah running a business and yeah doing a lot of different things awesome so 
just kind of a little bit of your history. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong about this mm-hmm. on the internet, but like, <laughs> so age to age was 2014. Yep. And then I'll be the branches was 2018. No. Yeah. Yeah. 2018. Yeah, and yeah. then you did let the ground rest in 2020. Yep. And then this year you have the B-sides of Let the Ground Rest. Yeah. Which is really beautiful. I've been oh, really listening to that the past couple of days. I love the way that just like especially the live tracks. Mm. Are they all live or just the last three? Just the last three. Okay. So especially the live tracks just like capture your voice in a very raw way, mm. which is just really, really awesome. And just kind of add a, a level of emotion to the songs. Yeah, which, thank you. I mean, the whole album is like very like emotional, very just like real, mm-hmm. and deep. And like, just kind of like no nonsense. Like I, I, that's what I really love about the album is it's just like, you just put it out there. Totally. (laughs) And there's, there's no like trying to hide like who you are or like who you know God to be. It's just, it's just out there. Mm. But yeah, I really do love the live from the Smokestacks. Yeah. Thank you so much. The B-sides. Super beautiful. I wanted to ask about this Let the Ground Rest album. Mm -hmm. What do you, like, tell me a little bit about the journey of creating this album. Yeah. Maybe some stories behind a couple of the songs or whatever, whatever you'd like to share. For sure. Yeah. So Let the Ground Rest was, was like the first full length that I did after signing with Centricity. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this is probably a a pretty common occurrence with most artists, but like your first album is kind of, it feels like it's everything up until that moment. Like everything, all the good songs you've ever written, all the, all the best stuff. And it feels, to me, it felt very obvious. Like these are the songs, you know, and really it had been over the course of pretty much the whole time I'd been writing had had kind of led up to that, which wasn't a super long time. But then there's the sophomore album kind of dilemma of, okay, I just I just re- released all like my, my best songs. Yeah. And now I have to like write new songs. <laughs> and I actually, I, I remember I, I read like a, an article about Jason Isbell when he recorded, I think it was like his, that like Nashville sound record he did where he, I might be getting the record wrong, but I know one of his records, at least he had a bunch of songs and he scrapped them and like wrote a totally new album. And I remember reading that being like, that sounds impossible. Like, how do you even do that? And then sort of being put in that position of, okay, like let's just start writing for something, which felt really unnatural at first, but I actually really love how it turned out because it felt like there's this, Kind of like what I mentioned earlier, it's like writing can be this sort of budget inadvertent therapy yeah. sort of thing. And so you see like, I definitely didn't sit down and think like, all right, I want to have tons of season metaphors and, you know, time things. But it's like, it's just where my heart and my brain were at. Yeah. And so like, really the whole album was written over the course of probably, you know, from song one to song 10, maybe four or five months. Yeah. Wow. And so like pretty short timeline. And so I think they all ended up feeling very from that same kind of core of about just sort of that season, seasonal thing that I was in at the time, which became much more (laughs) applicable than I thought it would because, you know, I wrote it in 2019, like first part of 2019. And it came out like, three weeks into the first lockdown and and then realizing it's like oh man I just released a record all about like waiting Mm. (laughs) and like 
like the barren season and did had no clue I'd be releasing it when I did. So uh, Yeah, who would have ever saw this coming? <laughs> right. Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah. And so honestly, it's it's cool to look at it and think there's some sort of providence in that because I I was definitely not banking on a year-long pandemic, so Yeah, and the season metaphors never get old. Mm-mm. Like it's really I mean, I was just, I was thinking about this actually when I was listening to the album before, like how many songs are there about like spring and fall right. and winter? And because it's something that every single person can relate to. I mean, I guess unless you like live on the equator, then maybe you can't <laughs> yeah, relate it's like to it. Spring, just spring, <laughs> just all spring. the time. <laughs> but most people in most parts of the country can relate to just this, like the changing of seasons and how that feels and yeah. how you know, like even if it's a really bad winter, like mm-hmm. it's only winter it's gonna get better the spring is gonna come yeah I think that's it it became such an important and like powerful thought to me as I was writing and it's really something I I hold on to now this idea that for lack of a better (laughs) metaphor it feels like we've been in like a like a pretty hard winter for a while yeah and like I can't look at history necessarily or even you know examples like inherently like like story examples in scripture of like this is when the big pandemic happened or something like that but like you can look at the character of god shown in how he created the world and how he created cycles to things and the fact that you you can trust that that he's faithful to bring us out of this because that's what he's always been like. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's funny because like a springtime or winter, you know, those metaphors, they can almost seem a little, you know. Like cliche. (laughs) Yeah, like a little bit. And then you realize it's like, oh my gosh, this is like what I'm holding on to (laughs) because it's truly like every, you know, especially growing up in Michigan where winter is like- Mm -hmm. Hard. Very hard. You know, spring is this huge relief every year and it's this- kind of testament to coming, you know, coming out of a a tough thing into a beautiful thing. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. When I was in high school, I went to an all girls, really tiny high school. Hmm. There's 10 girls in my graduating class. Wow. (laughs) So like really tiny. And it was all, it was like a classical school. So it was just like all very, it was the, the, their approach to learning was very much like experiential and all that. So Latin. Yes, nice. a lot of Latin. Cool. <laughs> um, but I re- I remember every single year, the day, like the very first like nice day of the year mm-hmm. where it's like pretty. And I'm from like Maryland near DC. Yeah. So there's like the cherry blossoms that are literally everywhere. For sure. Like all over the area. So like the first day that it was like a really beautiful day, everybody in the school was just like, you just hear like giggling through the hallways. Like <laughs> everyone was just joyful and happy. And every single class was, can we have class outside? Can we have class outside? Cause, <laughs> and I just like, I will always think of that like every time spring comes around, mm-hmm. which is like, there's just such a hope in the yeah. fact that every year we can count on like spring coming. And yeah. there's so much like hope and there's so much in that. So yeah, I love your song. Yeah, thank you. Your love is like springtime. What's your favorite song on the album? Man, that's hard because it's like picking kids, you know? That's what everybody says. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) Probably like knee-jerk reaction. I think the title track, Let the Ground Rest, is probably 
probably one of my favorite songs I've written to date, honestly, for a lot of reasons. That, which is interesting because it was it was one of the only songs I've ever written with like the title in mind. Yeah. Before writing the song, mm. because I had originally this idea. Because actually, I think I think seventeen was the first song written for the album. And then the second song was Springtime. So I knew Springtime would be on it in some fashion. And the original thought was to have some form of either like instrumental or something to either open or close the album. Because I I love the idea of it, you know, sort of starting with this spring metaphor and then ending on this resting kind of. Because if spring is sort of the, you know, the payoff to the rest, it's like, this the cycle closing again yeah basically and i think that song i love i I love how it is a very it's just so conversational and like really the way we recorded it on the both the live version and the yeah that's actually an interesting story the the record version and the live version were both recorded live oh really Uh, yeah which is kind of a funny thing because like at the same time or no Different times. Okay. But like basically Same we... Same process. Yeah. So we went into the studio and we were playing the song down, kind of like learning it as a as a band. And as we were playing, it just felt really good. And it was like, you know, just me and like four other dudes playing and pretty much ended up deciding to just hit record and and take what we got. And it, it felt really right for that song because yeah. it was this, you know, super honest just kind of bearing of the the soul sort of thing and and to do it in a really simple and super raw way felt really nice and so I think I I love the way we recorded it both times and I love it's just a kind of quirky song I don't know I love that song so I always for all these interviews I always ask the artist their favorite song and then I Mm -hmm. like share my favorite and Let the Ground Rest is also my favorite once again because it's so relatable I mean Mm -hmm. everybody knows what it's like to wait and what it's like. And it's not just this waiting of like, you're in the waiting room with the doctors. It's like waiting for something you really want and you Mm -hmm. don't know how much longer you can wait. Yeah. And I think every single person has had that experience. And the other thing I loved about this song when I was thinking like you, you're not speaking in the first person. You're like speaking Mm -hmm. to someone. Yeah. But it's like not preachy, which is interesting. (laughs) It's because I think that if some, I was just thinking about like, if I was in a time where I was just like really waiting for someone and someone was like, if it's not right now, it's for the best. I'd be like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's a, it's an annoying thing to say. Yeah, I don't need to hear that right now. But Mm -hmm. the way that you sing it and the way the song is structured is so, you can tell it's raw and you can tell it's coming from your experience. It's almost like you're telling yourself that. It's not like you're just trying to preach to the world. Like everybody just like, wait, because like God's will is better. And like God's timing is the best timing. Totally. (laughs) It's this, like this, like I know, like I know what it means to wait Hmm. and I know that it's good. Yeah. And I'm going to hold on to that hope. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad it feels, I'm like, I'm glad to hear (laughs) it feels that way. Cause I think that's, that's something I really try. I really try for in my writing is anything that I'm going to say to someone else like in, in general, I avoid like addressing like a you yeah. person because so often, right, those songs end up feeling like, you know, this dude from on this weird, you know, like yeah. off at this vantage point saying like, hey, get over it, you know, yeah. or whatever. And I think trying to never say anything 
that I wouldn't say to myself. Mm-hmm. And really, I think you can interpret that song as as being something to sing to yourself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and yeah, I'm glad. I, I think one of the one of the things that I hoped would come across in the record was, and really, I think whenever I write songs, is the the concept of empathy. Just you know, n- not somebody saying, you know, you you know, God is good. So like. <laughs> but you know saying like i understand that this is hard yeah and so does god and mm-hmm. and that's that's something you can actually hold on to yeah so really special so all of our patrons receive this album in their package well all of our higher level patrons received this album in their package about a month ago last march and we actually have an exciting announcement if anybody wants to become a patron while listening to this podcast. You can also get this album in your welcome package. So you're going to go to joinlovegood.com. It'll say coupon code when you're signing up and you type in Chris as the coupon code. That's how we know (laughs) to put this awesome Let the Ground Rest album in your package. And believe me, you want to do that because it's a great album. And it's so funny because like not many people have CD players anymore. Yeah, it's true. But like I am holding on to my CDs. Yeah. Because they're going to be valuable one day and you just like never know what could happen to the internet, right? It's true. It's true. And so one day I feel like we're all going to go back to CDs just like people are going back to vinyls. And Yeah, man. I talked to an artist the other day that's putting their their album on cassette. I've thought about that. It's I think like, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's cool. It'd be fun. Get some Walkman back in the world. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Walkman. Yeah, dude. I used to like go to bed with my like Walkman CD player, like with my big, big headphones. Yeah. All right. Before we go, I would I have one more question. Yeah. What do you think is your big? Who are, do you think are your biggest musical influences? Hmm. I feel like my influences are are sort of like two very different streams, okay. kind of colliding. Because I I didn't grow up listening to Christian music mm-hmm. really at all. Just wasn't you know something we did. So like the bands that I loved growing up were bands like Wilco and the killers and you know kind of weird like death cab and stuff like that and a lot of you know a lot of stuff more in like the americana vein singer songwriter vein but like where i like learned to play guitar where i learned to you know sing was you know i got invited to a youth group when i was in middle school and so they let me kind of mime along yep so it's like all the songs i was learning were worship songs Mm -hmm. from like the 90s and then all the stuff I was listening to was like you know random just other stuff yeah and so I feel like as far as like my writing and stuff like musically it's always felt really natural to just reference the the music I love listening to and loved listening to growing up but then just from like a lyrical place and a spiritual place it always kept going back towards being like (laughs) Taking like a, you know, Americana singer songwriter song and rapping Jesus. The gospel around it, yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> Artists that I love. Yeah, I'm a pretty diehard Wilco fan. Mm-hmm. And then when I found John Mark McMillan, that was a big moment because it yeah. was that first album he did, I found when I was oof, like a freshman in high school or something. Yeah. And I think it was when he only had the one or two out. And it was like just a rock album where he just like screamed about Jesus and it was awesome. I still love that Yeah, John Mark's been on our podcast too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, John Mark. 
I don't, I don't know, know if he's listening now. Yeah, well, you, know, you got to try. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was really inspiring to hear. I think that was like the first sort of thing I heard that was religious, mm. but also musically didn't feel that way. Yeah. And that's something that not necessarily actively, but pretty naturally, I've, I think I've tried to keep. Yeah, I, I do love that about your music a lot, is that it, it's got this folk Americana singer-songwriter, very Nashville feel. Mm-hmm. And the words are so deep and rich and, of course, about about Christ, about the gospel. But it's not like what you would hear if you turned on the Christian radio station. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's totally. just different. So it's very unique, very beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, yeah, for sharing so about much yourself. For having me. Before we go, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you on Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, at Chris Renzema. Is there pretty much, I think, the thing. There you I go. think, yeah. It's on and the, then on from the then web. on, Google can do the rest. Yeah, you'll you'll find it. Yeah. If you get the R E N and then the Z, you'll probably find it. Yeah, I think. Sounds good. And remember, if you become a patron at any level today, you can receive "Let the Ground Rest" in your welcome package, along with a T-shirt and a book and lots of other great things. Just remember to put Chris in your coupon code. And so, thank you so much, Chris, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks. Chris Rinzema, everybody. Pretty amazing stuff. And as Marisol said, make sure you're following Chris on social media. He's one of those artists you want to be keeping tabs on. All right. So many more good things to come from him. And actually, I'm really excited to let you know that next Thursday, okay, a week from this Thursday, a week from Holy Thursday, I'm hosting yet another live stream retreat. That's going to be happening Thursday, April 8th. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. The only way to be a part of a conversation on Zoom after the fact is to be a patron. So this is also your reminder to subscribe as a patron. It's always a good time to subscribe as a patron. You can go to joinlovegood.com all day, any day. You get massive welcome packages in the mail, even if you only sign up for $5 a month. But it's actually at that $5 a month level that you get to watch full-length videos of many of our podcasts. You get exclusive access to our live stream concerts, our meet and greets, our live stream retreats, Q&As. It's just a really, really fun way to be in the front lines of building a better culture, of evangelizing through beauty, which is what Love Good is all about. So obviously become a patron, but at the very least, go to letbeautyspeak.com. I know many of you are already on our email list, all right? But if you aren't, if you are listening to this podcast and you are not on the Love Good email list, do it. Today's the day, letbeautyspeak.com. That way you can get first immediate and full access to my live stream retreat again next Thursday, April 8th, beginning of Easter with much to celebrate as we consider the glory of God, the the power of the resurrection that of course conquered death once and for all 2,000 years ago. What does it look like for us here and now? That's what the retreat is going to be all about. God bless you guys. Have an amazing rest of your week, a very beautiful, beautiful Easter, and we'll see you next week. Peace.
Thanks for listening to the Love Good Podcast. Share this episode link on social media, leave us a review, and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. You'll start enjoying our premium content and seasonal packages that not only raise your standard for music, books, and art, but that also inspire you to evangelize culture through beauty. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.